Hello everyone and welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host Ryan and joining me this week is my guest co-host Nevermore. How's it going Nevermore? Hey, it's going great. It's nice to be here with you Ryan and the Gamers Inn. I feel very cozy. <laughs> yes, friend of the show, but um, also shout out to Table 6. I gotta say that. I'm, yes. <laughs> no one at home will know what we're talking about, but Nevermore table knows. Table 6, the best table. <laughs> yeah. Ben knows, you know, it's just, um, it's the table really. And it, and it's very fitting because it's almost the second anniversary. When I, when I release this podcast tomorrow, AKA the 16th, two year anniversary of table six. No, it's more than that. Wasn't it 2019? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're forgetting the COVID, the pre, the COVID years. This is yeah. pre-COVID. <laughs> so wait, I, oh man. <laughs> my brain just did that and it's funny because we were just talking about it and I literally have a memento from uh from that day and it's, it literally says 2019 on it so yeah uh four years four years yeah well you know what maybe the pandemic did um shrink those years a bit but yes uh four years of table six no uh shout out to jocelyn and matt it's their 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 anniversary this week Yay, happy anniversary, Joss and Matt. Yes, happy anniversary. <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk about video games because, nevermore, you've been playing a bunch of video games uh, on stream. Which never happens. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I thought it happens all the time. That's what I'm we do. I'm trying to. <laughs> That's good. I, I remember, you know, uh, we play games all the time for Extra Life and... We had a blast with uh, with Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleashed, you, me, uh, Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Ben, and Joss, uh, and had a great time playing there. And um, but you know, one that constantly comes up, and <laughs> you reminded me of uh, we were doing a, a stream of Sea of Thieves, in which uh, myself and and the event dads were completely lost on an island. Uh, there was no helping us because we were just so lost uh, and we did ask for directions uh the skeletons were being no help but um you are uh, you are playing a lot of sea of thieves i've i've seen it on twitter you're you're tweeting your adventures there but how are things going as you uh as you prepare to be a casual pirate legend yeah so i love sea of thieves it's my like go-to game i am terrified to play by myself <laughs> like i would rather not sail the sloop by myself i know that there are a lot of people who are capable of doing that my first instinct if i'm on the boat by myself and like the kraken comes is to just shut everything down <laughs> like <laughs> exit the game just give up it can have all my stuff because i know that i probably won't win and survive to like get my loot or whatever or if somebody's attacking me my first instinct is to just give up <laughs> It's just yeah. terrible to say. No. But that is, that I is, love playing yeah. with friends and a crew of people who I know, like, or even if it's just Ben and I going, but we have a crew of four who go out all the time, me, Ben, Eve, and Mage, and we all go together, which is nice. Um, just because you learn, like, who does what roles kind of on the boat and stuff, so it makes it kind of easier. I'm not in charge of sailing the boat, <laughs> and I'm not in charge of, like, telling people, like, when to fight or anything. So that's fun. I'm in charge of like organizing and micromanaging like the loot and supplies, <laughs> which I think they appreciate because they don't have to do it. <laughs> but I don't know. 
it's fun for me to do that in the game. But I like to just sail around and look for loot and stuff, and it doesn't feel like a job where other like big games like you log in and you're just like ugh I have to do dailies or I have to do raid night or whatever like it just feels like overwhelming and I that's just been like the last couple of years like I just that stuff's too much for me where this is just like log in grab a quick quest you know spend a couple hours sailing on the ocean kill some skeletons get some loot hang out with friends if we get some money great if we don't that's fine too you know, whatever. It's not like we're in it to win it. It's just to have fun. Um, I'm technically a pirate legend because I've hit 50 in the three like main categories of the groupings, but I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I think there's Athena rep and stuff like that. No clue what I'm supposed to do or how to accomplish more of that. And I don't really care. Like, I just play because I like the game overall. Yeah. And, and when I said at the top, uh, a casual pirate legend, I'm totally, completely casual when it comes to this game. I was joking that every I play every six months, and every time I pop in, Jocelyn is so kind uh, as to remind me how to play uh, every time. And and honestly, like I I do well in CFCs when I have you know there's a leader that that leads. It, it's usually it's usually Jocelyn or or Matt, and um, they will. They'll be like, this will be fun. And they curate the fun. And I'm just, I just tag along occasionally. I'll eat a grub and, and, and puke on whoever's streaming just to, just so that they uh, experience that. And, um, you know, just, just, just in general have fun. But you're right. Like, um, the Kraken, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a moment we were streaming for Extra Life and, uh, Croft and I decided to take the boat out and leave Jocelyn and Bo back um <laughs> back on the island and i i was doing this thing i don't know okay i gotta get your take on this first it's it's related i promise i'm not running in three different <laughs> directions at once but okay when you need to do a sharp turn in sea of thieves what do you do okay i'm not allowed to drive the boat but in my brain like you would turn the wheel whichever way you're trying to do the sharp turn and then drop the anchor and then pick the anchor back up quickly but i don't know that's perfect. See, right there. I don't drive the boat. It's <laughs> exactly what I was looking for. You've heard it I'm here first. I'm not in charge of. I'm not in charge of steering. I'm not in charge of the sails. <laughs> I'm not in charge of the cannons. I am in charge of trying to cook things, and I'm okay. bad at forgetting and setting the boat on fire, which is an issue now because there's captaincy where you can like buy your own boat. Did you know um, that it has been an update? Um, so like you oh. can spend the money and basically what you're doing is you're purchasing the boat and then you're able to save like your preset of what like decorations and like stuff you want it to look like. But what also happens with that is like, so say you have a ship set, like Jocelyn has that really cool, like universe kind of astral looking set. So say she has her boat and she names it like Joss's unicorn or whatever. So she, she buys her boat. And then saves that setting of the name of it and all that. So then you like get a book that tracks all your like progress and stuff. But any damage you do and stuff stays on the boat. So like if you burn something or if you got shot a whole bunch of times and you fix the walls, that all stays. And then to clean it up, you have to like pay money to like fix it. But I don't think it's a lot of money. I think Ben paid the other day like maybe 5,000 gold or something to fix his, but I don't know how high it can get because we haven't like really had a disaster boat yet but it is my fault that the boat catches fire <laughs> on I occasion will, i will admit that 
Because I go, okay, I'm cooking shark. And then I get distracted because something happens that they're doing. Or I go start to, like, organize stuff. And I forget. And then they'll hear me go, oh! And they're like, what? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I, like, run back and there's just, like, a fire under the deck. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also guilty of forgetting to do stuff and uh, bailing sometimes. Like, is anyone down there bailing? It's like, well, wait. Oh, yeah, no. We're, we're, we're sinking. It's done. Um, but the game is just, and we've talked about it uh, like a lot on the show, but the game, and it needs to be mentioned again, the game is just so easy to jump back in. Like if you lose your ship, it's not the end of the world. Now it is the end of the world. If you have a bunch of like treasure that you've hoarded, but at the end of the day, like you can just hop right back onto the the same ship. If, if you have it set up that way, then you get more supplies or whatever. And it's like, and that's something too, is that if you're a new player, like you don't really understand, like you can stock it as much as you want, but if you log out, you get a brand new boat when you log back in. So like it's, you have to remember, like you don't really get to keep anything. So that's kind of a hard part too. But I like that it's not as, what's the best way to say it? Like if somebody's like a pirate legend and they've played for three years and their best friend wants to play, you can log in and play together instantly. Yes, they might have, like, the higher level stuff they could do, but you can just sail and play together without having, like, that gap between levels, which I think is really also cool. That there's not, like, okay, well, I want to play WoW and I'm a level 1 and you're a level whatever, 60 or 100 or whatever the max is at that time. It's not, like, that big of a thing where you're so separated that there's no fun in it. It's just you can just be on the same boat together, regardless of what level, quote unquote, you are in the game, which I I think is a really neat selling point. Yeah, no, it, it's perfect, because, again, like I know you're playing a lot more. Uh, Jocelyn plays way more than I do. And when I jump in, like I know that I'm a not going to affect our gameplay in that having like, you know, stronger players or not so strong players join our game. But also, like, I'm not like when we play Dead by Daylight, there is an MMR there and it can it can severely affect like our ability to win because Jocelyn's got the MMR so high up from her playing. And then me who plays like every again, every six months when we do an extra life event. And it's like it's we're getting people who clearly know how to deal with uh, newbies like me in that game. So yeah, and I've never played that. And Joss says she's going to teach me and I like know her life is super busy. And it's not that I'm like upset that I don't want to learn, but I also don't want to like hold her back either because she has a great MMR on it. And I'm like, I want to learn, but I don't want to be like the person who's like making us lose. (laughs) So I I have it and I own it and I've never really like played it at all. I'm just like, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. Like I, I I just play for the, I I play with for the fun. Like when we're, when we're playing, if we are playing uh, dead by daylight, I, I don't, I don't usually I don't usually feel like uh I guess like a burden I sometimes maybe it depends on how many like I find the most fun I can have with Dead by Daylight is when you have a full crew like you have five players on a Discord call just having fun and you're not worried about um whether the the killer is going to be super great at the game and not care about the survivors having fun like sometimes you'll get a killer who just wants to like rub it in is it four survivors and a killer so the whole match is five total yes yeah so it's okay four v one yeah and uh 
I think that my most, the most fun I've ever had with Dead by Daylight is when you're playing with just five people you know, and then you're. Hey, that would be cool. Yeah, it's much better. And honestly, this way, like you, everyone's on the same boat, and you know, like okay, Ryan hasn't played in a while. Nevermore is learning. Let's just let's just have fun with it. And you know, the killer is not going to like go too crazy, you know, in a way that yeah, or maybe. You know, the folks that are learning want to try it. Like, I'm, I wouldn't, I don't like playing the killer uh, when I'm playing with strangers. Like, cause it's, it, that to me is daunting. Like, it's me versus four players. All they really need to do is run in four opposite directions and I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I think like Sea of Thieves is still my preferred. Like, let's all play a game together on stream for, for a charity event and, I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've had to deal with the Kraken all by myself and it's like, yeah, it's over. How do how, in panic mode in, in, you know, comes up and it's like, well, I think it's done. Like, I think that this is, this is the Kraken ship now. Exactly. I do better with the Megalodon showing up. Okay. Anytime there's weird music, I'm like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> like, it me always, too. And I'm like, I hear something. Do you hear it? Kind of a thing. And before I got my new computer, like, I would be like, Oh, I hear something and they're like, I don't hear it or whatever. Or like somebody would die and they'd show up as a skeleton because my computer couldn't like redo their character and stuff. So I felt like I was just being a problem because they'd be like, oh, loot's on the right side. I'm like, I don't see it. Like it hasn't spawned for me. So I feel at least now like I'm able to kind of keep up with everybody where before I was like struggling and having a hard time to like even spot stuff from close up (laughs) like it wasn't even like a super far distance it's just like oh next to the boat there's supposed to be shinies and i can't see them to help pick them up (laughs) yeah i i'm the same way if i hear if i hear music i assume the worst thing ever is about to happen whether it's a shark or a kraken or uh but but i'll be panicking and and everyone's like calm down it's just like a it's a ghost ship it's not the end of the world. We're going to be fine, <laughs> you know, but well, the ghost yeah. ships are fine, except if it's the event where like another ghost ship will spawn after you kill the first one. So you think that like, OK, good, I survived, whatever. And then a bigger ship comes out. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it chased us forever once. And like even I were just like, we killed two of them. Why is there another one? Like and it was just because we happened to like trigger that event out of nowhere so it wasn't just the singular ghost ship and i'm like we don't understand the whole rules of the game which in a way kind of makes it fun (laughs) but i'm sure we should like look into like what the answers are for things that we don't know (laughs) yeah i mean that's a a future me problem (laughs) yeah i haven't really been (laughs) you know i always say oh i'll look into that and i never i never do because honestly at the end of the day i'm like i I just much prefer to to be led in that game. I'm I'm not good at uh, knowing what's going on. And I say, like when we played um for extra life, when we played Don't Starve Together, like I really want to play that game, but I know other people have played it like a ton. So like I'm just standing there trying not to get eaten by something in the dark while they like run off and create these giant inventions. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> like. But could I go back and, like, recreate playing that by myself? No, because, like, everybody knew what they were doing to make the food or, like, the little refrigerator or the storage boxes. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Just hang it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm bad at those, like, survival games and kind of knowing what's going on. And I think that's where the co-op 
really comes in handy because uh, I'll fully admit I am leaning on other <laughs> other players to to kind of understand what's going on for sure. A hundred percent. No, I have but no. I think qualms. that adds fun to it, though, too. Like, you know, like if you're running through and somebody's doing something, they don't know what what's happening. Like, I think even though it feels like you might be like causing problems, like I think it makes it just fun. Like, it's not as exciting when everybody has every answer to everything, you know? Yeah, 100%. I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, again, I am always down to talk about Sea of Thieves, and I know uh, Jocelyn's going to be jealous that we got a chance to talk about Sea of Thieves because she's she's all in on that game too. And um, yeah, there's two things I get crap for when I play Sea of Thieves is when I when I when someone says, actually, I think they coined it. They called it pulling Orion. So if we need, they just they just yell my name, and I just go and touch the anchor, and then we do a sharp. That's how I do a sharp turn. So and it works. Well, I mean, if if you're ready, if everybody's ready to do it, it makes it easier, I think, if everybody's on the same page. But like when that boat was chasing me the other day and I knew that they were going to kill me because I was by myself on the sloop, I was trying to like let them pass me because I was hoping they had the wind on the three person or the four person boat. And I was like, okay, if they go past me, if I slam on my anchor and then turn but pick it up really quick. I'll sh- be able to get away. Now they just slaughtered me like two seconds after I tried to do it. But if you have a coordinated team, I think it would be great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, sometimes we were coordinated. Other times I just, uh, we just, do- Oh, we need to turn. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Everyone was just like, Whoa, all right. I guess we're, uh, I guess we're going in the opposite direction. Uh, but yeah, no, that game is so fun, and and I'm I'm really glad you're playing it, and it has been great to watch your uh, your adventures. You were you were trying to get a bunch of like uh, Raven gear, right? That was the latest season or something. Yeah, this season's um, Plunder Pass had a lot of like Raven themed gear on it, and I, we hit a hundred on the weekend, so I got all of the stuff for that. So that's really cool. Sweet, awesome. Well, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like a uh, you earn a costume and then also um, like a gear set that's for the whole boat and stuff. It's really neat. I like that. I like that system too because you can earn in-game stuff for your boat, or you can go to the pirate emporium and buy stuff. So I feel like this is also the only game where I'm like really supporting it with money like that. Where I used to do it with, um, I guess, not really WoW. I mean, WoW sometimes for like the mounts and stuff like that, but um, I can't. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. I couldn't think of the name of it. I used to buy like the newest hero and all their outfits when it first started. And then when they started the loot boxes, I was like, well, that's fun, but you have to earn like the special currency to earn the loot boxes. And I was like, that's just too much work. Like I liked when it was a brand new hero. And if you bought the bundle with them and the like certain outfits that like you got a cheaper deal. So I was like, if it was somebody I really wanted, I was throwing money at that like all the time. But this is really the only game that I'm getting excited about and like giving my money to them, I guess. Yeah. Like frequently, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they have like, they have the battle pass implementation and, um, it were, I think it works really well for sea of thieves. Like some battle passes can be really confusing. Um, I honestly find, I find most of them to be confusing and it's hard to tell if there's value for me as a player, but I think with Sea of Thieves, every time we play like a normal two to three hour session, I find we make great progress through the pass. And I always feel like, you know what, if I were to play this game more regularly, I'd be able to tell that it is worth purchasing the pass because the bar is kind of like, 
if you can unlock a bunch of the free tiers, then you kind of know like, okay, if I, if I give them money to support the game, I'm going to get X amount of items. Um, I just, I think the thing with battle pass that kind of always, uh, stopped me in my tracks was like, but what if I don't play enough to get all the stuff I paid for? You know? Yeah. That's well, that's, I point. was struggling one time. I forget which season it was, but they had the, um, Phoenix helm for the boat. And I was like really wanting that, but I like couldn't get, I think I ended up like 70 or something. Like I know other people because they do play like higher end game. Like they do the Athena stuff. I know you earn more money and, um, rep and stuff. If you put like the flags on your boat for your different companies and stuff like that, for like, if you're doing it for the gold hoarders or whoever, you know, I know you earn more if you have like an emissary flag and stuff. I just don't want to do anything that marks me on the map. <laughs> like yeah, I don't yeah. want to give anybody another reason to hunt me down. So it's like, I don't want to do that stuff because it just adds stress. So like, I know I'm earning like way less money than I could be if I was trying to do all those things. But like, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need to do all that stuff. But I think it just depends on what the plunder pass offers. Like, because some people get the extra money from it. Some people want like the outfits. Like, I don't necessarily care about each season's outfits for it. But I think having the extra ship accessories is cool. And I like the way that they lay it out. So like, as you level each level, it'll be like, okay, if you have the normal pass, you earned gold and a... a hairstyle but if you have the plunder pass then you also get these cool cannons or whatever so it's like it shows you what you could be earning too and i think you can buy it at the end so like if you level to 100 and then you wanted to buy the plunder pass you buy it and then you get the stuff so it's kind of cool that it's like the is it retroactive where like you can get it at the end of it yeah basically yeah yeah so that's neat too yeah no i think that's the way the way that i would approach battle passes if i'm really into a game uh i would purchase the battle pass if i've if i've unlocked everything and i want to play more i think like unlike a lot of folks who are playing marvel snap who kept playing i went really into it the first month uh, and for the first time played enough to actually unlock all the free stuff that before it went into like the unlimited you know every tier is just a random uh, I can't remember how it goes once you get past tier 50, but like essentially I could have purchased the season pass. It was still available and like unlock all the premium stuff. And I know saying this out loud, people are probably saying like, no, 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 you really should have done that. That was a lot of work, <laughs> you know? And I, and it was a free to play. I got my money's worth. Uh, I would have got my money's worth if I had, if I had paid for it and maybe, maybe continue to play a little bit, but um, I've always, uh, I didn't do it. I, I figured like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to keep playing as regularly as I did, so I'm probably yeah. going to hold off, but I always like the idea of, you know, I've heard, uh, John talk about, um, Fortnite on core. I'm not, a, I don't play Fortnite, but I've always liked the idea of like, if you buy a battle pass in Fortnite and play through the battle pass, you'll have enough currency to unlock the next battle pass. Yeah. And I think that's a really good implementation. Yeah. I don't play that either, but I mean, some of the costumes they've implemented, seem really cool but like also in a way like out of place because like i think somebody had like the witcher and they were making him do one of the weird dances and i was like okay i could see where that would like kind of smear the whole like he's this tough bad guy (laughs) kind of a thing but i think i think they had i could be dreaming this i think they had indiana jones 
And if I they did, they that's did. freaking cool. Like, if they have something like that and I wanted to play, I would do that. But I don't know. That game's just too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's too hardcore for me. <laughs> I think if Nintendo allowed their characters to be in Fortnite, I would probably seriously check out Fortnite. And, and like, they got the Master Chief in there from Halo. They have Kratos from God of War. And I think they got a lot of, like, uh, Sony characters in there, actually. And, like, the novelty of their you you being able to play is like have master chief kratos and like nathan drake in the same match just sounds really cool and then all the marvel characters and the dc characters like that's just kind of like such a neat prospect and um but yeah i just i've never been able to jump into fortnite and i actually we always talk about this story on on zombies ate my podcast we actually started playing fortnite when it was a zombie game the single player mode was a zombie game. It was like a building and defending single player okay. slash co-op game. And, uh, but then they got the battle Royale and they were basically like, yeah, what, what, what survival mode? No, it's, it's all battle Royale now. So yeah, cause that's like the popular thing to do or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of halo, I was going to tell you and see a thieves. They just announced that they're going to have like master chief type outfits for, Ooh. uh, the pirates that you can get. Because the, the start of the little video, he had, like, the energy sword. I was like, oh, I was like, I need the energy sword. And then, like, one of the sniper rifle, rifles is, like, the the guns that have the little gems sticking off of it and stuff. It was just announced, like, today that it's going to be coming out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend money on that. Like, they had, like, he's holding a little box with, like, a little, like, tiny Cortana on it. And it's, like, made out of, like, wood. Like, I was like, it's just so cute. Because they have other stuff that's um rare based so like they have i think i think it's banjo and kazooie i could be wrong um and then like they have references to like battletoads and viva pinata stuff like that they have ship sets that are kind of themed around that it's not called that but it's themed but yeah it has like the kind of helmet but then on top of the master chief helmet's kind of like a pirate hat like it's like kind of cheesy but in a way in a weird way kind of (laughs) cool so i'm looking forward to that coming out I might have to jump in and get that stuff. It sounds really, <laughs> I'm a sucker for that stuff. And I, and I play Sea of Thieves, so it's not like I'm uh, buying something for a game I'm not playing. So I might, I might have to look into that. I think I missed the opportunity to get the banjo sales. I think it was part of like their anniversary or maybe you can buy it. I, I'm so confused. I think they have that full ship set. Like oh. usually if a ship set comes out, I'm pretty sure it stays in the shop and you can scroll back through all the ship sets because I was worried about that at first because I bought one that I thought was like winter only, but I think it's there all the time. Okay. Which is also kind of cool. And like sometimes they have sales, like actual sales on them in the store. They'll have like an emote or two are on sale and a ship set thing is on sale. And it's kind of neat that they do that also. I'm going to have to look into that. That sounds really cool. I know. I bought the, when they did the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, I bought the, they had the dog holding the keys in his mouth, and I was like, I'm buying you instantaneously when I get online. (laughs) I was like, if you have Disney Pirates and the actual pirate game, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, honestly, like that, the, the whole edition of the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff was like, it's such superb 
and I never played all of it. I need to go in and play it all of yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't either. Like, we started to, and then just life happened, and we just hadn't gotten back to it. So Ben and I also need to go through and just play through that stuff. And some of the tall tales that they have, the, like, lore-based adventures, we haven't done all of those either. So there's just a bunch of stuff that we're just kind of, we just play to play. Like, we don't hardcore it at all, and it's way less stressful than, like, playing WoW and stuff for us, so... I mean, aside from the attacks of, like, the Kraken and stuff, <laughs> I, like, 100%, that's, like, my worst thing ever. <laughs> I would rather get pilled, get killed by, like, the PvP people than the Kraken come get me, so... <laughs> I 100% agree. Now, um, this other game you've been playing, I'm curious about it because you say it's very similar to Overcooked. It's called Plate Up. So what is this one about? Okay, so it's kind of the same idea, so, like... Instead of, well, Overcooked has where, like, you cook on, like, a truck or on the side of a pool party or whatever. So it's kind of different. This is, like, you're creating a restaurant. So you start out and you pick a layout. Like, I think it gives you two. I think when you start, you get two blueprints. And you decide how you want it to be. Like, do you want it to be a small kitchen with, like, a huge lobby, or maybe it's, like, a a kitchen with a lobby, but then also, like, a tiny extra room. So you look at the little blueprint, you decide which layout you like. You pick that. And then as you learn more recipes, you have more to choose from, but, like, it might be, like, do you want to cook burgers or do you want to do soup? So you pick which kind of food you want or whatever, or pizza or whatever. So you decide the layout and then what food you're going to cook and then... I think that's it on the initial page when you first do it. And then when you first log in, it'll let you do like a test of the recipe to make sure you understand how to make it if you want. And then when you go to the bottom, you start your restaurant and then you log in and you have the opportunity to set it up. So like if you chose pizza, when you get to the screen with the building on it, whichever layout you chose of the building, it'll drop your ingredients stuff that you need. So like a bag of flour and you'll have a sink or whatever so it gives you the stuff you need for that recipe so you get to decide where you want like the counter in the kitchen and where you want the dough to go and like you get certain number of tables i want to say they give you like two tables at first to start um and then so you like name your little building whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter and you just start your day So then you start serving the people. If you get through the day, then you get like an upgrade. So like you might get, I think it gives you a couple different things. Like it pops up the options that you can buy. So like it might pop up like a stove or like shoes that make you go faster. But if you step (laughs) in dirty stuff, it goes slower or whatever. Um, So you get kind of upgrades each time. And then... There's weird stuff like I haven't really figured out how to use it, but you can like do little conveyor belts where if you set it up correctly, which I don't know how to do it, you can make something kind of create itself. So like say you have salads or whatever, it might be able to like put that together for you. Or if you have um, a mixer connected to a conveyor belt, it might be able to mix the dough and then send it through and it builds the pizza and all that. I don't know how all that works. I'm not really great at that. But unlike like overcooked, like if you serve the wrong meal, like you just earn less coins or whatever at the very end and you might not get all the stars. This like if you don't serve somebody and they leave, like your restaurant just closes. <laughs> like it just tells you like it's over, your restaurant closes and then you have to start again. 
which is like in a way kind of frustrating but i like the challenge of it because i think you need to get through i think it's 15 days and then after that like i think it goes into like overtime or whatever but you can play with other people there's a way to play online with other people and then you all can like work together so like we could build you a station where you only prep the dough or something like that and we can just like wall you in in your area (laughs) Okay. Or like, or like, I could be the server and only stay out in the the room serving people, and you do cooking or whatever, or somebody's washing the dishes. So you can like break it up like that to decide like how you're gonna go. And like, I have only gotten maybe one time where I finished all 15 days, and then I lost the restaurant and was like, okay, I took a break from it. But I've clicked on Twitch streams where like there's so much happening on the screen. Like they're like really good at setting up all like the conveyor belts and all the little doodads that you can do. I'm like, obviously I haven't learned how to use all of that stuff yet because I'm just focused on like making sure I don't screw up and like miss somebody and then lose. But it seems like if you do it as a cooperative thing that it can get like really crazy hectic. And I'm interested to see where that goes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking at it and it's kind of got a, it's definitely got an overcooked feel, but the look and the characters kind of remind me of a game called, I think it's called Gang Beasts or something. Yes, it kind of looks like that. And I was kind of put off by the graphics at first, too. I was like, I don't know if I want to play this or whatever. But then, like, the more I looked into it, I was like, okay, like, you get to decide how it is. Like, sometimes I put, I picked, like, the layout that has the tiny room off by itself because then I can just store the, like, random things they give you in there. Because there's also a way, you get, like, a file cabinet that holds a blueprint. So, like, say you get four blueprints and you really need an extra table but you don't have enough money to buy an extra stove and you know next round you really need that you can save one of your blueprints in that file thing and it'll keep it there for you till you need it or you can swap it out with a different one but it only holds one but there's like a way where there's there's some sort of table that like duplicates blueprints or something like that i couldn't figure it out for the life of me i tried to google it and everything but apparently it's not an important thing and i'm just too dumb to figure it out but there's just I put like nonsense stuff in there and then I try to lay out my restaurant where like the order makes sense to me. But if you have a big team then it doesn't really matter. You can decide how you want to put it out. Mm. You know, you could add a bunch more tables and like I felt like I was getting cramped in my space of the dining room and the kitchen. So I don't know how they got the like the massive maps. I don't know if that like expands like the higher level you get or whatever, but there's also a way to do, I don't know if it's a Twitch extension or whatever. I am I was trying to figure it out, but there's a way where people can interact. Like if they're in your stream, like their name will show up as like a guest. Uh-huh. And then there's also a way where you can trigger it where they can like order certain things. But I was like, I'm turning off the like where they can custom order until I get better at it or I'm with other people because I don't need them like screwing me where I have to start the restaurant 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, it'll be fun if you just see your name on there. But I haven't tried that yet. So I need to like look into where that happens. But I was like, that'd be cool if you had like friends names pop up and just be like, oh, they're in your restaurant. That is really cool. No, the yeah, uh, all that Twitch integration stuff, like I think it's just such a novel way to um, increase the engagement from from actually having your game streamed as well. Like it it, it brings people like, you know what, I'll play uh, played up because it has Twitch integration in it and I can go a step further to to uh to to basically have this game and have it be a fun twitch stream like it looks really 
interesting, but it kind of, it looks complex at the same time, you know? So you're designing your kitchen. So like the, you're doing, you're doing all the overcooked stuff, but you're also having to design the the kitchen, essentially the maps. Is that what it is? It's yeah, exactly. So you totally decided how it's laid out and then you can arrange it too. So like, say you set it up and you realize, oh, I shouldn't have put the refrigerator there because it's in the wrong spot as I'm like running to rush to do it. You can rearrange it after every round, which is nice. So it's not like set in place because like also you get new things too. Um, But there's just so much going on. And I think I assume like when you get really far into like the overtime levels that because every once in a while at certain level numbers, you get like a pop up of a card. Like, do you want your restaurant to be like fancy where you want to try to make it where they're more patient or something like that. I don't remember what exactly it was. Or do you want a card that says, Hey, you run faster most of the time, unless you hit a spill on the floor or something like that. So like every once in a while, it'll give you an option to like randomly choose one. Um, but I think that like later on that you would get like more and more recipes. Cause I think at one point, like I was doing like, like two different soups and then maybe like a like a little fruit tray or charcuterie type board type thing so like you had to kind of lay it out where you're like okay i need a chopping table by these two things but i need the sink by the pot so i could fill it for the soup or something so you have to really think about like the coordination of like what recipes you're really doing if you're adding more and more recipes to your restaurant so it's kind of intriguing in that sense too mm-hmm but also frustrating because like when you lose, you're like, oh, man, I lost everything and now I have to start over. But at the same time, it's like, OK, you have a fresh start, you know. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to like get higher level with people who know what they're doing because I want to learn <laughs> how <Yeah>. to do that. <laughs> it looks really neat and honestly might be one worth putting on the extra life list. Do you think it'd probably be a good fit for that? Those sort of. Events? Oh, yeah, because. Oh, yeah, because I think people would just like. I think it's like overcooked where you're going to be like, no, like go make more like that person needs to eat or whatever. And then I think it would be fun because say the restaurant ends and you have to start over. Then you could be like, okay, like next person who donates how much you get to name the restaurant as long as it's like not super inappropriate or whatever you name the restaurant or you get to decide the layout and what we make or something like that. Like, you know, they get the choice of that. Like, I think that'd be cool. Okay. I will definitely put it on the list. Cool. And then also, like, if the names show up there, that's like a bonus. And then if you really want them to mess with you, you can toggle on the thing that lets them order, which I don't know if that means only ordering whatever random stuff from the things you have available currently, or if it means they can order whatever the hell they want out of like every recipe ever. I don't know. (laughs) So if it's every recipe ever, like, I feel like that would be really stressful, but you wouldn't have all the ingredients. So I think it would be an interesting add on to the extra life streaming. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will definitely put it on the list because honestly, we're always we're always looking for more. And the fact that it is like overcooked like as well with like Twitch integration and an extra layer of, oh, my God, Ryan, why aren't you doing this uh, type stuff? Uh, It might be uh, definitely worth adding in there. And you had one other game here uh, as well in your your co-op sort of uh, extravaganza, which is Kiwi, which is a game I think Joss and I played a few years ago, but, but haven't gotten back to. So, um, this is where you play, you play, uh, uh, two birds that are like 
trying to ship stuff. Is that what it is? Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? You're like two little Kiwis like in the outback or whatever. And like you basically got to get hired to like help at this little tiny outpost in the middle of nowhere. And like you have to like help the mail go out. And it's just super cute. Like their names are Jeff and Deborah, but obviously it's like you and wh- whoever you're playing with. But um, I love like, that Jeff and Deborah. <laughs> it'll pop up and it'll be like the, each level is kind of different. So like it might be like you have to spell out the letter. So it'll be like we love sailing or something like that, but the words will be broken up. So it might just say sail and then ing. So you have to run around. And since you're Kiwi and you have little tiny like bird wings to pick up like a little piece of the letter, you have to like thump your butt down to like pick it up and then go stick it on the paper. So like you go get all the words and then somebody has to send it or whatever. And then on a different level, you might have to spell the words out. So like you run over and you hit like a typewriter that says N and then A or whatever. But if it needs to be capital, somebody has to sit on top of the shift button and it just gets crazy. And then once you finish your letter, then you have to like pick it up and then take it to I think they're ostriches. They might be emus. I don't know. But they have like little saddles and they're waiting by the window. So you run and you go put it in their pouch. But then one of you has to like jump up and down to like latch both the latches. And then the other person has to send it while you jump off so that they can run off to go deliver the mail. It's just super chaotically cute. Like it's really, really cute. Um, and the levels are different. Like one of them was sending packages and like accepting letters in while also sending letters out. But you had to pay attention to like in a letter for a package of where what's in the package. Cause it might be, like perishable or fragile or urgent or whatever. And you have to put on the right sticker that says those things. And then also know if it's going like North or South based on like the map they have, but then little mosquito fly bugs might be flying around putting like the stamps in the wrong spots. So they're covering stuff on your map and you have to like shoo them away. It's just ridiculously cute. And after each round, they award you like stamps, like post office stamps, but it's literally so satisfying. It'll be like, ding, ding, ding. You know when you go to, like, an arcade and it gives you the tickets? Like, it feeds out the tickets because you played, like, the different random arcade game that gives you those so you can go spend them? It's kind of like that feeling of, like, you just played skee-ball and you got six tickets. Like, it just, it, like, counts them up for you and then you have them and you can go spend them on, like, accessories. So, like, when Ben and I started, I was like, Ben, I need 20 stamps because I want to go get the blue kiwi skin. Like, I just want my kiwi to be blue. Like, that was the main focus. And then he wanted to buy, like, accessories like a hat or a backpack that looks all different and stuff. And it's just really, really cute. Yeah. No, it's such a fun uh, little game. And again, like a great, like a great co-op experience and um similar to overcooked like one of those like no you gotta go do this thing you gotta do that thing and and i love all the animals in it like they're i'm just looking at the steam page there's like an octopus who has yes. like a cool hat cool male hat so that's good it's got like and a, they just came out with like a little update where there's like more like it's i would consider it more like the mini races and like mario kind of where like you have to like run along this little track or whatever, but there's like three animals that have previously run the race and you're trying to like beat their scores to like earn little achievements in the game. Cause like the pirate hat is locked behind one of those little races and you have to like beat the person, whoever was first, whatever little animal I don't remember. Um, I think it was like a crab for that particular little event. 
and you have to get past first place to earn the unlock to get the pirate hat. And Ben and I were doing it. He's like, play it again. <laughs> like, and he hates that. Like, he despises Overcooked because we fight because I'm super, like, I want to get all the stars before we move on to the next level. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> focused about it. And, like, I don't mean to be mean about it. We just, we don't click and it's very stressful for him on that. But we get along really well in Kiwi. Like, he really liked it. And he tried played up and he said it was like different but he it's just not his favorite type of gaming um but he really liked kiwi and we had a lot of fun with that one cool well that's really good to hear again like i remember we we really enjoyed playing what we played with that one and um it's a it's a really it's a really fun experience and as you said super cute it has just got like a really cool art style to it and you can't go wrong running around as uh as as kiwis and and delivering mail and interacting with as you said, ostriches and octopus or octopi and uh, yeah, all good stuff. Um, you know, it's funny, like we we talked about those three games and uh, I I have some normally I would be like right in line with with those games of like, yeah, I played this Nintendo game or I played um, this like smaller indie title that was on Game Pass. But uh, over the I think it was last Friday, I finally checked out Elden Ring. Uh, and I did stream it. So I guess there is like a bit of a theme to what we're playing. It's it's all Twitch related. Um, I did a I did a really cool thing. So, I mean, the promise for Elden Ring for me was basically like, look, if I hit a goal for extra life, I will do a Elden Ring stream and I'll spoil it here. I, I had a great time and I will probably schedule a, at least one other stream to check in on it. But like, I think where I made it work in my brain of like, it's always so daunting to play these Souls games but um, I used I played on PlayStation Five and I used the feature. It's called like share. It's share screen basically. So like Discord allows you to share your game with your group call. It's a similar idea. We created a party in, on the PlayStation Five and then I'm able to share my screen to those players. So there's low latency. We're all in a party, so they can see what I'm doing as if they're playing the game, and then they can kind of guide me. So I had two okay. folks playing with me, uh, Travis and LC who have both finished the game, I think, multiple times. So they were kind of like guiding me through the experience, not spoiling everything for me. They did ask me like how spoilery do do they do they do I want them to get. That's the best though, when people are like really hyper aware of that and like are cautious of like saying too much. Like that's yeah. really neat. Yeah. So like I said, you know, um don't like tell me what's behind every corner, but also if you can nudge me in the right direction or or basically for me, the other daunting part for Souls games is like, I don't know what all the systems do. I don't know what's the best class and what's the best armor and where I should put my points. And I'm just like happy for you to like push me in a very specific direction for that and make it like fit the play style that'll be easier so I can enjoy the game because that was my main thing. If I'm going to play this game. I want to make sure I'm enjoying it. I don't need to be like a, a magic user or a, a bow and arrow. I almost said bow and arrow person. I could have just said archer. <laughs> so, I can't think of words all the time, so I get it. Yeah. No, and Ben sorry. has to play the game of what am I really trying to say? <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. I'm like that too. And uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's a fun game and I, and I feel like I'm, I'm also, um, I, I'm experiencing that with my kids too, where they will they will play that game. They're trying to explain it something to me, and I'm like, 
I, I feel like you know what you're trying to say, but you're just you're grasping. <laughs> you're, you're you're not you don't have that word. You know, it's like from Heidi Nemo, where he's like, I feel like you're trying to talk to me, but I don't understand. Hundred <laughs> percent. So that was me playing Elden Ring essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and uh were they were they able to coach you through the stuff though because yes. that seems like a really hardcore way of playing it it was it was a very uh it was a very i wasn't sure if the setup was going to work because honestly when you think of consoles and streaming um i gotta say it's come a long way i figured like well the playstation 5 has this like capture feature because i was streaming both my gameplay to the party but also streaming to twitch all from the playstation and i i would have oh, sworn wow. Yeah, I could have sworn that this was there's no way both these things were going to work. And I had like contingencies in place if I if one of the like if the streaming wasn't going to work to Twitch, I would just I would try to hook it up to the capture card. But I was impressed. It it all worked all in the same sort of like capture feed. And uh, did the Twitch stream catch their talking to you or it was just the gameplay? It was everything. It was uh, it was them talking. It was it was the gameplay. And and uh, that's cool. Yeah, I was impressed and and we had a great time and uh you know, I'm I will say this, I I so we went through so there's the intro area and the thing about Elden Ring is it's an open world Souls game. So it's it's very much like all the other Souls games you may or may not have played uh in that you know, you'll see like the enemies are punishing, there's a pattern to combat, you have to be deliberate about your moves and there's like very specific ways to engage so you don't get killed uh i learn usually the third or fourth time when i go to engage an enemy (laughs) how to do that but um it's very similar to past souls games but the difference being is that it's a big open world and and it kind of like part of the coaching was like ryan it's okay to run past or sneak around these enemies the opening area is designed to teach you from a design standpoint there's a big enemy right as soon as you get into the tutorial area and it's uh and it's not the one where you have to you have to fail to that that was something i didn't like it's like you fight an enemy and it's like it's designed to kill you um even if you finish it you still even if you kill it you still lose quote unquote and you and you fall into the next area uh, or whatever so i'm not too fond of that but there is like as you enter the open world there's this big night guy on a on a horse and it's like you can go fight him but you'll die you'll learn quickly that you have to strategically approach enemies and 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 avoid combat sometimes and come back to that enemy and and fight them later so you learn that pretty quickly when when you're getting your your butt kicked but uh there's the we made it to like the boss there's like the first boss um to progress into the next area and I tried that and it didn't go quite well. And, you know, Travis and LC were saying, well, there's this whole other area south uh, of this that is still technically part of the starting zone. You can go do all of that and explore and gain XP and souls and such. And I've, I've that's pretty much what I've been doing. I spent another couple hours, if not more, just kind of exploring the world and the area south of the opening area. And I haven't actually gone back to the first boss to, to I'm sure I could do it now. I got pretty close when we were, we were streaming, but um, I, I am, my character is much stronger, so I could probably go back, but um, I've just been having a blast exploring and finding new areas and such. And it's just such a, it's just such a unique 
game, both in terms of like enemy design and the open world. And like, it's not, it's, it's just like something I've not really played before, but also familiar at the same time. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird experience and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I do have to go back and fight the first boss uh, and see and progress further. And that was the other thing too. Like these sold games are like renowned for being like confusing and just where do you go? And you kind of just have to figure it out. That's part of its charm, let's say. But I was really impressed when I was playing Elden Ring and I'm like, you come to these areas, they're called um, grace spots or like rest spots. And when you interact with one, it kind of puts a fast travel point on the map. And I'm like, what are these like strands of light on the map coming out of those rest spots? And it's like, oh, that points you to the next sort of that points you in the general direction of the next rest spot and continues along the main line of the story or the main line of that area. And I'm like, without giving too much information, it's just like a, like a hint or a guide a little yeah. bit. It's just like head in this area, head in this direction, you know? And I, and I thought like, that is just, that is amazing in terms of a souls game, which would normally just be like, I don't know, figure it out. Just walk in an area until you come up to the next cutscene and, or the thing that'll kill you. You got this. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought the game was. I was like, oh, you just kind of continue forth and fight the big bads and like smash your face against it 30 times and then you beat it and then do it again. I thought it was really repetitive like that. I didn't realize it had like a lot more open world type like leveling experience. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really cool in that it just kind of like it just kind of points you in the direction. And I honestly was I was surprised. I'm like, wow, I did not honestly think that this game would have that feature in play because honestly i would have just figured like it'd be like no just just figure it out so i I was impressed by that and um yeah and and that that, like that alongside the open world stuff which is you know other souls games i've played like they have a lot of like death hallways where it's like you have to fight these enemies to progress you know to get through this hallway Whereas in Elden Rings, like it's for the most part, it is an open world. So like you can just kind of walk around that grouping of enemies or boss or what have you. There are like mandatory boss fights to progress the story, of course. But like in the open world, there are stronger enemies that you can just kind of avoid or come back to later. So it's like it's also giving you more freedom to approach the game the way you want to. So if like at the start of the game, you're like, oh, I've done the Souls games before. I got the combat all down. This is my third playthrough. I'm going to fight everything. Or as for me, it's like, this is my first playthrough, and I'm really not great at blocking and parrying. So I'm just going to avoid this guy. I can come back to it later when I've when I've, when I've overleveled, <laughs> you know? So it doesn't feel as punishing, while still when you're doing the boss fights, you still feel that, like, Souls rush of, of having to... Uh, uh, be good, I guess we'll say. I know that's not what they say. They say get good or whatever, but you know, I, th- I think you got to be be somewhat good to to get through those those boss fights because uh, they can be quite punishing, uh, especially if you don't dodge correctly. That uh... yeah, I'm a button smasher sometimes, and I'm like, I would totally be doing the wrong input for the interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely and done I'd be that. Like, I'm just done with this game. <laughs> There was a moment where I think it was early on in the stream where we came across, it was like an ambush and there was a giant enemy, 
But then alongside the giant enemy, there were like four or five archers. So I'm sitting there like yelling at the screen is like, who designed, who put this giant enemy here? And then a bunch of archers, like they're interrupting my dodges as they hit me with their arrows. And I'm like getting clobbered by this like giant troll. And uh, yeah, sometimes that game is a giant troll, but uh, there, there is in that specific area, you know, I think after a few times trying to approach it, they were like, you know, you can just run right through. And I'm like, yes, perfect. I'm going to do that. (laughs) And I did. You're like, thank you. Yes. I'm glad I died. (laughs) Three times for you to be able to say, and I I did say, I didn't want them spoiling everything. So they were, they were listening in that regard, but no, we had a blast and I've been playing it for, um, I've been playing it here and there since, since, uh, since that stream. And, and I, I will plan another one. We will do another Elden Ring stream with Travis and Elsie. Uh, once I've I've gotten a bit, for, once I got get past the first boss, like let me try to like see whether maybe this is like just the starting zone. I'm getting a bit of false hope, but like I'll get through yeah, the like first get, boss. Get into your groove of it and then do it. Exactly. All right. Well, before we move into the news, I want to thank our February patron, Grant. Thank you so much for being a patron of the Gamers Inn. You want to support us directly you can go to patreon.com slash the gamers in and uh speaking of souls likes uh for our tgi game club we are playing through jedi fallen order is our current game club game and uh speaking of travis he is our game club leader this week or this week this game club this game i should say uh we are just heading into our second milestone so still plenty of time to jump in and prepare for the arrival of Jedi Survivor at the end of April. What is that? <laughs> uh, Jedi Sol- Survivor? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a new Star Wars game. It's the follow-up to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is on EA Play is what it's on. Okay. But it also goes on sale like consistently. I think it was part of uh it was part of the PlayStation Plus games recently. And it is a it is a Star Wars game set in the like between episodes three and four, like during the rise of the the Empire, I guess, or the, not the oh, rise. Okay. There, as I put it, it's it's in the it's in the interesting time between like three and four, you know, like that between the movies type stuff that they explore a lot. And um, you play as uh, you play as a Jedi who's in hiding and and is kind of forced out of hiding, and he's got a got a lightsaber and he he you know the combat's a bit dark soulsy you know you gotta you gotta dodge you gotta parry you gotta you gotta block in strategic ways it's a it's less punishing than elden ring and other souls games but it like it borrows uh quite heavily from from the gameplay and the combat so uh yeah we're having a we're having a great time with it and again we're not very far and uh yeah definitely join in if if you're interested in and as i said the sequel will be out end of april See, I totally thought it was like you guys were hosting like a game of Survivor, but with Jedis. And I was like, how are you doing that? Or do you have to kill each other? Like, well, I was like, what does it mean to play that? Oh. <laughs> now, now I understand like it's its own game. Like, yes. I thought you guys were like creating your own fun. I was like, that sounds exciting. No, we, we are. Uh, we are not creating our. Well, we are creating our own fun in a, in a way of like we've we started these game clubs where we uh, pick a game, we all play and then. On Sundays, we all jump into the Discord and have a discussion based on like the three or so hours uh, of gameplay we did. And it's like the idea came from obviously like the traditional book club where it's like, well, what if we did it with games? And then the idea was like, well, games are 
like we didn't want to do it once a month. We kind of wanted to do it once a week. And, and it came to this idea of like, well, what if we chop it up? You know, and uh, it's it's worked quite That's well. So cool. Yeah, we have a good time with it, and and it's not it's you know different games all the time. We played uh, Portal One and Two previously to this one to this Jedi Fallen Order, and had a blast with that. And we've even done um, we did uh, uh, Pyre, which was uh, from Super Giant Games. That was a good one, a, a shorter one, and more of like a, and again a very different experience. 13 Sentinels was another one it was more of like a it was a, a sort of JRPG part visual novel part mystery sci-fi story part uh tactical combat it was really interesting again wouldn't have probably played it if it weren't for well that was the whole reason game club got started because it's like look if you guys want me to play this we got to like make a thing out of it like some content or or some community type stuff so um the game club has been very very cool so i was gonna say it sounds really neat yeah and if anyone has suggestions for games that you'd like us to play for game club there is a suggestion post in the game club forum so if you have ideas you can head over there pop your suggestion in and we will add it to the list now uh for the news here we've got a couple of uh quick nintendo stories here um for those who may remember the original Super Mario cartoon uh, with uh, uh, Lou Albano, is I think his name, maybe. I can't remember. But anyways, they so Illumination has released a new sort of fake commercial for the Super Mario Brothers plumbing. If you go to smbplumbing.com, you can see they've set up a whole website for it. And the new ad is like heavily based on the theme song to the Super Mario Brothers uh, TV show that played in the early 90s, I guess it would have been. Um, are you familiar with that Super Mario show and are you excited? I vaguely remember it. I don't remember a lot of details about it, but I remember it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember watching it a ton. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly the more we see of this film, but the more surprising like how much they are referencing and I don't think they'll reference like the the ninety three film, like the live action with Bob Hoskins and Yeah. Uh, that I that I remember existing. <laughs> yeah. I think Nintendo I can't tries say not that I watched it, but <laughs> I know it's a thing. Yeah. So like in this specific commercial they you know, they uh you don't hear Chris Pratt's voice. So if you're interested in that for Yay. folks who are <laughs> struggling. Um it seems like the marketing is really ratcheting up for this film and it comes out in uh, just under two months. So that's the biggest downside for me is I don't want to hear his voice. If the other actor is alive and kicking, let him do the Mario voice. Just let him do it. I'm on that bandwagon. Yeah, I I mean, I it for Chris Pratt, it's it's it works both ways. It's like I'm kind of like, you know what? that didn't sound that bad. And then there'll be like one or two specific lines where I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I hear it. I hear it guys. Yeah. I do. See, that's the thing is like, I don't want the immersion broken. Like I just mm-hmm. want to watch something and not be like, Oh, this is that actor. Like, you know, kids movies and stuff like that where you're like, it's so distracting to be like, Oh, it's him. Like, Oh, what is that guy's name? Um, he's a comedian, John Mulaney. He's been in a couple things for voice work. And I'm just like, I can't, 
not hear him. And I'm not, it's not that I don't like him. I'm just not like a huge, like obsessed fan with his comedic work, but it's just like, I hear him in his delivery. I think he was in, um, rescue Rangers. I think he was one of the chipmunks or whatever. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't get past that. It just drives me crazy. So Chris Pratt doing it. It's just, I'm one of those people on the no thank you train. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you on that. I, I, yeah, I've come I've come around on it and I think like, you know, what we've seen from uh like a lot of the like a lot of the trailers and stuff is like I think each trailer kind of like continues to okay, like I think this is this is uh this is working for me now, but it's I I to- I still understand. I still understand that folks are yeah. struggling with Chris Pratt. And that's and that's totally fine. Cuz I love this little commercial. This was really cute. I really liked that. Yeah, I a hundred percent I agree. I, I think like it, all the other voice acting is superb. <laughs> I think it it is really just Chris Pratt and I totally understand like, you know, there being an issue with the fact of like, well, he is Mario. It's the Mario movie and he's gonna be in it a lot. And as you said, it could it could cause some immersion breaking for for some folks. And, yeah, like and, if yeah. he was an off character, like if he was like a bad guy or something like that, and we still had the main Mario. I could be more accepting of that if he was just a random character doing like a cameo on occasion and a couple scenes or something like that. I could totally be on board with that. But it's the fact that he's like the main person and I don't understand why we can't have the main Mario do it. It just I don't know. It just drives me crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm one of those people that it just I don't know. I understand. <laughs> it's all good. And you know what? I think I think like the spectacle of the film will will. uh will help with that. Well, they probably want to hype up the new theme park lands that they just built too. So if they have Chris Pratt's name on it, that probably also benefits them there. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. And I don't, I don't think Chris Pratt is going to, uh, uh, I, I think he'll be the Mario voice. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, Chris Pratt, he's the, he's the main voice in the Lego movies, right? And yeah. I think there's like, there's a, there's a reason he'll probably stick to the movies. Like we were, we were at, uh, we went to Legoland and they had like, um, uh, it's like a smaller Legoland just, just outside Toronto. And they had like this, these four, they call them 4d movies. And one of them was based on the Lego movie. And I'm like, they got a lot of the same actors back, but they didn't get Will Ferrell and they didn't get Chris Pratt. And they make a big deal of it. It's like, you know, like, oh, I changed my voice. Don't I sound less expensive now? And uh, <laughs> they, they don't even reference the fact that that's clearly not Chris Pratt. So I think if there's any um, consolation here, it's like it's that Chris Pratt will probably just do the Mario movie and that's it. He probably won't leak into anything else like he will stay in that movie and and that's it. Like there won't he won't be in any spinoffs. He's not going to voice Mario at the theme park. He's probably not going to get any video games. He will just do the, he will just do the movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, there's so much other Mario out there, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, feel I'm it, all though. for the other Mario stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. Just, I just I don't know why there's certain things where it's like a certain person just drives me bonkers and I ride that train for forever. And Ben, who's the guy I don't like? <laughs> there's a movie with his name in it. John Malkovich. Don't even oh, get me started. You don't like him? <laughs> yeah, I can't. He's good it in some to, stuff. 
I, I, it's because a teacher made us watch like four or five movies in a row one year in high school, and I was just so over it. And then anytime he would show up in another movie, I'm just like, I'm done. I can't watch that. Ben's like, but it's this really good movie. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't focus anymore. <laughs> My attention is gone. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I understand that. I think um, uh, John Malkovich, like he's in, uh, there's a Netflix show. It's like about S- Space Force. I think it's called Space Force. <laughs> and I think uh, that's right. Yeah, he's in it and and he's really good. I liked him in that. And I I you know, I couldn't I couldn't mention anything else. Like he's in he's in a lot, obviously. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff, but that's that's what I remember him from more recently. So um yeah. So I mean, and and the other Nintendo story we have here is like is related to all of the tech layoffs. Like I'm no stock market business you know person that understands why there's a bunch of layoffs but um nintendo has basically announced like they are doing a 10 percent pay raise for their developers despite lower profits so like obviously a lot of the tech sector is experiencing like either record profits or are going to experience lower profits in the next next fiscal just due to like you know the, the inflation or uh, you know people just not having the the money to spend on entertainment and because it's usually the first to go in a budget and and there's just so many options these days because you can pretty so you can pretty much guarantee like someone is gonna there's gonna be less money going around uh for entertainment but they've basically said like we need to make sure we have long-term growth and to secure our workforce so like we're not gonna fire people just so we can post a profit next next fiscal we're actually gonna increase their price to match you know how inflation is working right now with with it being a record inflation and i think that's that this is the right approach like you have your ceo who gets paid hundreds of millions of dollars like cut their pay yeah cuz if anybody can afford that it's them yeah not not the people who are lower and i mean nintendo's done this before like when the 3ds was struggling like the ceo took a pay cut and they they announced a huge uh, discount for the 3DS and did the whole ambassador program, which offered free games. So, like, I know Nintendo gets sometimes a bad rap for, like, developing, you know, lower-end hardware, like, solid hardware, but is not matching, like, the the current graphics of, of the generation. But, like, you know, and, and, and re-releasing games and having us buy their games over and over and over and drip-feeding their, their classic titles when that is, like, the main reason you love Nintendo... But like it's stuff yeah. like this that goes a long way to be like, you know, it, it it this means something. This is this is important. And I think there's like two companies that are kind of doing this. <laughs> you yeah. know, you've you've got Nintendo and you've got Apple. Um yeah. I don't I don't think Apple's announced like a increase of pay, but they've definitely said like we're not we're not firing people. We're not we're not getting to that point. So, um, which is good. And I mean, I definitely would give more money in knowing that the company is taking care of their people versus like, that's another reason why we stopped playing like blizzard games and stuff was all the commotion going on with them and the deals that they were having. Like it just kind of put like a damper on it for us too. In addition to like, wow, feeling like another job and stuff like that. It was just like, it made it like not as fun to play those games because of what was happening in like the real life world of their business sector and stuff. And like how that was affecting everybody. So hearing that they're doing that Nintendo's doing this to like keep their talent on and 
not just keep them on, but make sure that they're able to afford life. Like, I think that's amazing. And that would make me not question giving them more money for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I agree. Like, I think it's one of those things where you, I, I fully believe in supporting like the companies that are, that are doing right by their staff because their staff are making the games. It's not, um, it's not necessarily the CEO that's in there, like making the games. And I think we've talked about, um, some of the stuff Ubisoft has done and, and where the CEO says like, Hey, it's up to you now staff to, to make, to make things better. And, you know, to, to really make your game shine. I'm like, Oh, is that the approach you really wanted to any, and he backpedaled, you know, did the CEO apology thing. But like, I think that Nintendo's always had, I think the Wii U kind of, <laughs> the Wii U kind of like, it uh, it taught them a valuable lesson. They had their PS3 moment. They had their Xbox One, you know, uh, always online moment that Microsoft had. And the Wii U was theirs where it's like they learned very valuable lessons from having a, a, essentially like a, a commercial failure after such a great hit. And I think all the, all the platform holders have kind of gone through that now. Let me tell you about the system that I went out and bought. <laughs> I was really proud that I got it when it like came out when it was new. <laughs> Is that the Wii U? Was, yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? You and I me. I was so excited about it. We wanted to play Mario Maker and all this other stuff. And then he eventually got his Switch. And we're hanging out. And the power goes out. And we're sitting in the apartment. And he goes and he gets his Switch. And I go and get the Wii U. And he's like, oh, honey. He's like... It, do- it doesn't work the same way. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, <laughs> mine needs power. Oh, well, you so, know, yeah, I was sad that that one didn't do better, but the switch is really good. I love the Wii U and it only had like 15 good games, but and all of them are on the switch now. But still, it, it was a it, it the switch would not have happened if it weren't for the Wii U. Let's let's be honest here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, good news out of Nintendo there, uh, especially if you're a fan of the uh, the old Super Mario television show. You got a bit of a blast from the past there. But uh, that is going to do it for our episode this week. And I did mention the Discord a bunch. You should join the Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. It's a great spot to chat, even if you're interested in Fire Emblem or Game Club. Um, we're, we have all kinds of conversations going on. There's a lot of anime talk. There's an other media channel where you can talk about other media, like stuff that isn't video games <laughs> and video games crop in there too. There's a lot of like TV shows and movies that are, that are based on uh, video games. We talked about one tonight. So there you go. Um, but before we, uh, we end the episode, nevermore. I want to give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you on the internet, uh, where you're streaming, uh, where you're tweeting, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at quoted nevermore. Um, and that's also my Twitch. Same thing. Um, Q U O T E D and then nevermore, nevermore. Um, I'm doing both. I'm trying to do more streaming. Um, just of stuff that I like to do. And my goal for the new year was just try to do it at least two times each week. Um, I'm a nanny, so I've been hit hard with uh, being sick like every other week or so because kids bring home germs. So I have not fully gotten my two times each week, but I'm trying to get there. So um, getting stuff set up and um, learning how to do all the fun things like transitions and scenes and stuff. I've slowly been figuring all that out. So 
that's where that's where I'm at and mainly where I talk on Twitter. So if you want to hear me rant about John Malkovich, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's just like a small <laughs> part. Your eight post thread about John Malkovich, it was uh it was is very good. So, you know, definitely go follow uh, <laughs> Nevermore for uh it really got the thread really got going when you got into bird box and he was a real dick in that one. So <laughs> I don't blame you. Do not blame you. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes at gamers and, uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at Joss plays myself at our Murphy, uh, nevermore at quoted nevermore. And don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in. Thanks so much for staying at the gamers in. Be sure to tune in next week and have a great we, I always I always butcher the ending. Uh, Jocelyn will be back next week. So Yes. And make sure to wish her a happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Jocelyn. We'll see you next week. <laughs>